This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Siri having a fine year in terms of power production. Shows Bunt here and pops it up toward first. Diving for it, Montgomery. He makes the catch. Jordan Montgomery, the pitcher, comes off the mound and makes a diving catch midway between home and first, just inside the line to retire Siri. He did not sell the Texas Rangers. When they were collapsing at the end of the year, he told us that his brother, should be and probably would be the manager of the New York Yankees next year. He is staying on this show as long as the Rangers are alive. He is Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast, an Odyssey original featuring the most notable names in baseball and all-around sports every week. And our producer told us you were in a great mood this morning, Brett. <laughs> Why is that? Uh well, I, I don't know if I'm in a great I, – I just woke up really, so I'm probably more awake than I normally am. Okay. How about that? <laughs> okay. All right. That'll suffice. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I wake up every morning in San Diego, and it's it's sunny and about 78. We're going to go to the beach here in a bit with my dog. It's really – it's tough yeah. to come tough up life. with excuses to be in a bad mood. What, you know? what road city did you uh, hate the most? Did I hate the most? You know, usually players. It's it's not necessarily the city as much as where do you play the best. So the places I hit the best are usually the, my favorite cities. Love coming to Texas. Love coming to Dallas. Uh, Houston as well. Uh, all right, you you asked the worst. I I didn't like going to Baltimore. I, Camden Yards. Really. Especially, especially it was brand new. It was the state of the art. It was the place to be. Uh, hitter's yard. Uh, Awful city. Wise. I couldn't get a hit there. I couldn't stand going there. I didn't like playing in Kansas City for whatever reason. Didn't hit well there. Mm. Anaheim loved going to New York. I could live in. I could have lived in New York. Loved hitting there. Loved everything about that city. Dallas and and, and Anaheim were my three favorites. <sighs> Actually, I love going to Oakland because of the Coliseum, probably the worst stadium in the in the big leagues right now. Yeah, I love hitting there. So that's usually what players will come up with on the pitcher side, wherever they pitch best. That's the cities they love. Hitters, wherever they hit, hit the best. That's what they love. How stunned were you by Game One yesterday? I, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm not stunned by anything. Now going into the postseason, you know, I've liked this Texas team all year. I love. I love the Bochy factor. I uh, didn't like the way they finished. You know, it, it was kind of it was kind of a twofold for me. Yeah, Seattle's kind of my team. 
they beat them three out of four, but I didn't like the way Texas, as far as their future going forward, the way they limped in. They they went from winning the division in one game to having to get on a plane and go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a really good team, but yesterday they imploded. They imploded, and it was all about Mr. Montgomery. What a great performance by him. He He's been two years ago kind of a cast off from that Yankees team to go into St. Louis doing a good job to kind of a throw in trade at the deadline when all the when all the emphasis was on a Max Scherzer. Oh yeah, and we got this Montgomery guy. He comes in, pitches game one, shuts him down seven innings. That that was pretty awesome to watch. And Tampa Bay imploded. You know, you played that opening clip uh, as I was coming onto the show with that safety squeeze in the first inning. I'm going, what is going on here? Hit a sack fly in this situation. Was it was it really that place to do that? That kind of set the tone. Montgomery made the great play. They made four errors behind him, uh, and and the next that was all she wrote. Texas wins four four zero in a laugher. The positive things I see for Texas yesterday uh, was it was a Chapman coming in the eighth inning having a clean inning and looked pretty looking pretty dominant actually. And then Lekirk. Finished it out. Mm-hmm. I thought all around it couldn't be better than that. And it's so important in the postseason, especially these first first series, when it's a three game series and you're not going to be in your in your home ballpark for one of those games. To knock them down in the first game for Texas was absolutely huge. Now it makes it really tough for Tampa Bay uh, to beat this good of a ball club two in a row. Uh, that's, okay, because you brought up two things there that I wanted to touch on. First off. You don't see teams bunt twice in an inning in the second inning anymore in baseball. Oh, my goodness. Does that tell the other team that they can't beat us? Is that is that what that move tells them? They know they can't score off us? I don't necessarily think that. I, I don't know what he was thinking with the bunt. Is he thinking, uh, you know, I, I forget who tried to lay the bunt down the first inning, that kind of safety squeeze, but he hadn't played in two weeks. So he's kind of not feeling that good. But, but I mean, it's righty on lefty. He's got 25 home runs. And for me, I would never think about it against a lefty dropping a bunt down. It's like, okay, I got a nasty righty. I've got a history with him. Ball's going away from me. I'm not seeing that spin on the slider. I, let me just get a point here for my team and move on. But the lefty-righty matchup early in the game, uh, you know, I, I can do anything here. They're giving me the run. I got to touch it. I got to put this ball in play. I got to hit a can of corn fly ball or just stay out of a double play. But the bunt for me, it, not that it screamed like a desperation move, but, but it really flipped the, flipped the uh, script real quick. Like, wow, they tried that. They didn't get it done. Thank you. It's zero, zero. Let's go to our side and see what we can get going. And then they imploded defensively Tampa Bay. I mean, they made four errors. Uh, so, you know, really good for the Texas Rangers, really bad position. And it's not the loss that it was four to nothing. It was how they lost. It was a it was an ugly loss. I I really like that for Texas going forward. It's going to be really tough for Tampa Bay to come out of this as a winner. Brett Boone here on Sean and RJ via the Boomer Jacks Bar and Grill Hotline. So my theory is now all the pressure in the world it was on Tampa, but now it's really on them. Talk talk to me about the reality of getting tight. Uh, you know, a nicer word for choking when it gets in, in their head, when it got in your head of, oh, my gosh, like we're, we're about to get taken out here by a team that we were supposed to beat or what's happening with all these errors. When did that happen to you? And if it did, and is it a real thing? It's a real thing. It never really happened to me where it was just, wow, such an unbelievably bad 
uh, play. And, and I was never in a three-game series. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. We always had a minimum was five. You you lose game one and you kind of implode off, you know, on your side of the field. And just as a team, you can get past that. All right, it's a five-game series. they got to beat us three times. But in a three-game series, when one more one more loss and you're going home, those bad games really are, are, are put under a microscope, and they're, and they're so much worse than they could be. The fact that Evaldi's going tonight, that, you know, now you're the Texas Rangers ace with the DeGrom and the Scherzer thing, uh, they couldn't be in a better position. And I talked to Bruce Bochy about a year ago. He came on, he came on my podcast, and we talked about wow. what he's learned in the postseason and all his runs. He was in the World Series with the San Diego Padres in 1998, uh, and he won three World Series, you know, infamously with the San Francisco Giants in 10, 12, and, and 14, respectively. And I asked Bruce about that. I said, what did you learn from that first World Series you went to with the Padres? He goes, Booney, that was my first thing, you know, and I managed, and I, and I wanted to make sure I managed like I managed all year for 162 games. He said, since then, in my San Francisco experience, he said, you have to manage with urgency when you get to the postseason. So he said, I went with all hands on deck from game one of the first playoff game, and I managed differently. I played the hot hand. It, you know, maybe I did things in the postseason that I wouldn't normally do. Obviously, at this stage of the game, with with Bruce's track record, he's about as as uh, he's about as experienced and and as and as I couldn't imagine a better guy right now amongst the the twelve teams in the playoffs. I couldn't imagine a better guy at the top than a Bruce Bochy for these for these times. So I'm excited to watch this Texas team because it's been a it, it's it's kind of been a roller coaster for them all year. You know, and I wrote it with you guys. It's like, <laughs> man, we got out of the gates and this team is way better than I thought they were. And this they're gonna set offensive records. Then they hit a real low and when they had some real tough times. And then in the end, you know, they got ten games to go. They got seven with the Seattle Mariners who's gonna be their nemesis in that division. It could go either way. They set the tone right away in Texas. They sweep the Mariners, you know, and then at the end when they kind of, I think you you have a tendency to let your guard down. Mariners were out of it. They had to sweep the Texas Rangers to even have a chance. And you got a four-game series. You tend to let your guard down. I think that's what they did in Texas. I think the players did is, hey, we just got to sneak a few out. We're going to win this division. Next thing you know, Houston wins that division. They're on a plane in Tampa Bay. So maybe they learned their lesson late in the season this year. Uh, t- to really not take anything for granted. But, man, it, they're back to fire the way they did game one and win that one was huge. So I think that completely changes how that team's feeling about themselves with how they finished. They limped out of the regular season, losing three out of four. But this game one win, I think it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to breathe a little life into that team. And they're in great shape now to move on. Brett, you know, we, we've talked about the injuries that have decimated the rotation and the bullpen has just not been good this year. Is it, right. is it feasible for Texas's offense to just catch fire enough to, you know, go all the way through three series, three, four series to get to the World Series? Is that a sustainable method or will they have to get pitching that's better than it, it looks on the surface? You're gonna to have to you're gonna to have to pitch as good as these guys that are that are available for you in that rotation. And there's some very capable people there. It's gonna be interesting to me to see how the gray situation shakes out. Uh, but Dunning is very capable. We know Evaldi's very capable. He's been there, done that a lot with the Boston Red Sox. Uh, you know, I heard Scherzer was throwing a bullpen about five days ago. 
whether he's going to be available later in the postseason, I'm not. I'm not going to put my. You know, I'm. I'm not going to plan on that if I'm in that clubhouse because he 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 wasn't available down the stretch. Max Scherzer, knowing him, his competitiveness, he's at the end of his career. This might be his last hurrah. If he could pitch, if he could have physically pitched down the stretch for the Rangers, he would have been there. So I I I, I got to go into this planning that Max Scherzer's done for the season. But they're very capable. You know, Chapman's very capable to be a, a big stopper late in the game, but he's also capable of imploding. We've seen that a lot. So I think the Rangers, as far as, yeah, you get past this series, you know, you go to another tough series. You're going to have to pitch the guys in the bullpen that's been their weak link this year. They've got to pitch their best. And we're talking about World Series. At this stage of the game, I don't want to talk about moving on if I'm a team. If I'm in that clubhouse, it's not about, oh, let's get through this series and, and we'll have a nice series and the fans will say, way to go. We didn't expect that. We'll get them again next year. No, these players are thinking, we're getting the World Series. We're going to win the World Series. In order for, for them to do that because Texas does have some weaknesses in the pitching category, those guys in those positions are going to be at, have to be at their best, and then the offense will come with that. If they don't pitch their best with their current roster, no, it, it's not going to be a World Series, uh, World Series championship for the Texas Rangers. Everything's going to have to really go right for them in their bullpen and in their starting rotation for them, and then the offense can come through. But these guys are going to have to be as good as they can. They can't have lapses. You know, they're never going to be the dominant bullpen that the, some other teams in this tournament have. But the guys they have got to be at their best. Brett, it fant- can happen. I've seen it. I've seen it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And we hope to be talking again next week. We appreciate you. I think we will. All right, guys. Woo, have a good day. Brett Boone, his brother Stan in New York as manager oh, of the Yankees. Yeah. Did that shock you? Uh, that did not shock me because as the year wore on that they were saying more and more that he was going to stick around. So that didn't stun me. That was Brett Boone, host of the Brett Boone Podcast and Odyssey Original. Make sure to follow the Brett Boone Podcast on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.